1: Good morning, good morning listeners out there. That's right, you're listening to Asia Pacific Currents, brought to you every week by Australia-Asia Worker Links, and this is Pierre Morrow, and I'm flying solo. Neither James or Giselle are here this uh, morning, but I think one or, or both will be back next week. So there you go. Um, so thanks to um, Annie and so their Breakfast for another very interesting uh, program, and that uh, song, I'm not too sure who it was, I think that uh, the title was Dumb Things or maybe that's the uh, the name of the band, I'm sorry, they just didn't quite come up properly here on the computer screen but uh, thanks for that bit of music uh, interlude it's um, what's today, oh, I always forget, it's uh, the 25th of, uh, of September, last Saturday of September and obviously for all you people in Australia, it's the last Saturday of September, it's the grand final week of the Australian Rules Football which will be played in Perth this year because here in Melbourne we're still in lockdown oh, I think it's called the roadmap now for the next uh, two months uh, and of course this week uh, uh, we were in the news really internationally because of all the protest, anti-vax anti-covid and um, far-right protests on the roads of uh, Melbourne very very unfortunate and my personal opinion I think the unions the working class left should have uh Actually, organized uh, in a COVID safe way on the streets to actually counter them and not leave it to the police, which will bring us more problems as well in the future. So, but anyway, that's I'm sure that's something that we're all talking about um, what to do next because uh, we have been uh, constrained uh, a lot over the last 18 months here in Australia. And I have to say that uh, as we've uh, brought you news from the region, a lot of our comrades in other countries um, have uh, fought, have gone to the street and have organised for workers uh, industrially and uh, in the street, uh, um, mindful of COVID-19, but also the fact that class struggle does not stop during a pandemic. And if we don't move... We go backwards, and it 's as um, simple as that, because certainly the capitalists um, don't uh, don't say I oh, will take a break of the, in the class struggle, so if we don't fight um, back we we lose so that's that's my little editorial comment for today and um, so before we get on to the news uh, roundup today. In the second half of the program, I'll be talking to Berlin Guerrero, uh, who is the uh, chairperson of Bayern Australia. I'll be talking about the uh, situation in the Philippines and we'll start off with the presidential elections coming up uh, but also um, about what's happening for workers in uh, in the Philippines because uh, as regular listeners would know uh, there's a terrible uh, wave of repression for many years now in the Philippines COVID-19 is also a Major issues um, and the uh, conditions for a lot of workers um, has really become quite uh, dire in the in the Philippines. So, that'll be in the second half of the of the program and. Um but if you want to know more about uh, what we're going to talk about, you can always contact Australia Asia Worklinks. You can go to our website, alderws.org.au, or you can go to our Facebook uh, site. And I think we've got a um, Twitter account as well, but I don't have one, so I just look at their Facebook uh, account. So there you go. We're always uh, interested to um, to know what, uh, what you think, and if you want to get involved, please do. So it's just on four past nine o'clock. So we'll go to the first uh, mini-news items. We go to Myanmar, where the month of September has seen an intensification of the conflict in Myanmar with reports that just in the uh, eastern state of Karen, over 100 Burmese military soldiers have been killed in armed confrontations. Um, A new tactic by anti-coup activists is now to hold rapid, small flash mob protests as a way to escape repression by the police and military, but at the same time continue to organise against the military. In response, the military is now increasingly shutting down the internet for periods of time to hinder communication channels among the uh, protesters. On another um, um, news item on the military front, around 10,000 residents of the town of uh, Thanglang in the western province of Qin state um, were forced to flee this week, I mean, having bombardment as the military-engaged self-defense units in the town. Now, these 10,000 people will now join the estimated quarter of a million people who have already been displaced since the February 1st coup so as you can see the situation in uh, Myanmar uh, is uh, is really intensifying um, uh, and certainly um, we salute the heroic efforts of the older groups who are resisting the military coup in Myanmar. We go next door to Bangladesh where in the space of a week in the middle of this month three separate workplace incidents at Bangladeshi spring uh, shipbreaking yards claimed the lives of two workers and severely injured three more in the first instance 30 uh, year old mohammed ali najim was killed when uh, oxygen cylinders fell off the, uh, the back of a truck at the shipbreaking yard in kumira Leton Paul who was 30 died when he slipped as he was cutting the upper portion of a ship at the uh, JL shipbreaking yards and um, he had not been provided any safety belt or harness to do his uh, uh, high high um, high level um, or high altitude job while at the Marine Mars shipbreaking yard um, Babul, uh, Pierce, and Russell, all men in their twenties, all received severe burns when um, a fuel tank that they were cutting into exploded. The tank had not been inspected to ensure that there were no chemical substances left in, in there. Now, since January of this year, ten workers have been killed in these shipyards, with many more injured. Um, we're really um, precarious employment, i.e., casual or insecure contract work, and no safety gear other than for workers. So, um, we really feel for our brothers and sisters in these um, shipyards. <laughs>
0: call us on 9419 8377 or visit 3cr.org.au. 3CR,
1: the voice of dissent. And uh, for our next uh, news item, we go to Hong Kong, where we've got very sad news to uh, bring you again this week. The Hong Kong Confederation of Trade Unions Day, the HKCTU, announced that it was beginning the process of disbanding itself after 30 years of operation. The HKCTU, an organisation with around 100 uh, uh, union affiliates and around 150,000 members, ran foul of the newly enacted national security law due to its collaboration with unions internationally. The union uh, had actually seen a big increase in affiliation in the last um, few years as new unions were formed during the recent mass protest movement um, of the last few years. Well, of course, in 2013, uh, this union uh, actually led the historic dock workers strike that happened in in, uh, Hong Kong against one of the richest men in, in the world. Unfortunately, the HKCTU joins a growing list of other labour organisations such as the Hong Kong Professional Teachers Union and the General Union of Hong Kong Speech Therapists who are disappearing under the political pressure of the new security law. Um, reports really indicate that there's going to be a whole uh, raft of other unions in Hong Kong who will be disbanding under uh, the pressure from the, um, the, secure, the national security law. Uh, this loss will obviously leave a mass, massive gap for workers in Hong Kong with no independent uh, unions to represent them so um a very um a very backward step there in Hong Kong we go to uh, West Asia, where we, um, we um, hit uh, Palestine again, where this week Israeli authorities were able to arrest uh, Ayam Kamaji, 35, and Munadel Infayat, 26, who were the last two Palestinian prisoners who had been able to escape from uh, the Gilboa maximum security prison on the 6th of September with four others. They were arrested in Jenin City amid a huge military operation by Israeli authorities in a show of force to counter any possible resistance by the Palestinian population. During the two weeks following these uh, escapes, the Israeli authorities actually applied incredible pressure to uh, tens of thousands of Palestinians in the occupied West Bank. Even though it's already occupied, uh, they put even more pressure, including arresting um, hundreds of, uh, of extra activists during these two weeks. Now, in a, in a separate case that highlights the situation of prisoners, uh, Palestinian prisoners in Israeli prison, the recent death of Hussein Masalma from leukemia has been blamed on the conditions in Israeli prisons. As Masalma, 39, <coughs> sorry, who had served 19 years uh, in prison for taking part in the Second Intifada, had not received proper medical care in prison and was only released shortly be- before his death with the condition already far too advanced for any medical uh, procedure to do um, any any good. I
0: really am not understanding why people aren't seeing the fact that prisons are an integral part of a public health response to a pandemic. Like you, I'm really concerned about whether the data is being released very honestly about illnesses within prison. I have suspicions it's not, but really we need very strong leadership in this country that actually cares about people inside our most vulnerable populations inside. That's what we need and that's not what we're getting right now. We need to keep radical voices on air Subscribe now.
1: Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe or call the station on 9419
0: 8377. No 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 hey, this is Nick from Pinheiro. You're listening to 3CR. Please support community radio and your local music scene. Subscribe now. Give money back to the people that give music to you.
1: We now go to our fifth uh, news story of the of the um, of the program, and it's just on um, just going on to thirteen past nine o'clock, where we look at uh, gig work or around the the world, where digitally mediated gig work uh, over the internet and via apps uh, has ballooned over the past decade. With some researchers now estimating that as much as 10% of the global workforce now engages in some kind of gig work uh, as delivery drivers, Uber, all those uh, platforms. As of last year, there were approximately 500 active ride, hailing and delivery platforms worldwide in uh, 2020. The vast majority of these workers are not employed directly by these companies, but are either casual or employed as subcontractors. Data has shown that around 40% of these work, gig workers make less than the official minimum wage of their country of residence. So regardless of which country they work, 40% of them make less than the minimum um, wage. As well, the, the conditions that many of these workers are under um, basically mean very long hours, unsafe uh, working conditions and very much work in isolation from other workers not surprisingly, again, the same research found that uh, if the workers had an alternative, over 60% of these gig workers would have quit within a year of starting their job. So I think that uh, really shows how um, the gig economy, the uberization of, of, uh, of our workforce has just created another level of exploitation, which is uh, very much global um, uh, in, in, in its application and as the last story for our um, for today, we go to Thailand, where last Sunday on the nineteenth of September, thousands of demonstrators uh, converged in central Bangkok in a car protest to mark the fifteenth anniversary of the two thousand and six military coup. The theme of the rally was driving cars into tanks to remember the action of an anti-coup protester in 2006 who drove their car into an army tank in an effort to stop it. The demonstrators obviously also pointed out how the current prime minister, General Prayut Chan-o-Cha, was actually involved in the 2006 coup. Um, and that the last 15 years have really just been a continuation of, of continuous military rule in Thailand. The demonstration once again reinforced the call for the resignation of the current government, new elections and a major reform to the Thai monarchy. In a sign of the continuing uh, state of repression in Thailand, on Wednesday of this week, student activist Panusaya Sijirat Watanakul was arrested and charged with sedition due to uh, social media postings on Facebook. And um, uh, crimes like sedition, Les Mages, Computer Crimes Act, all um, carry penalties of up to 15 years in jail and are really, really difficult, if not impossible, to actually uh, defend um, uh, against. That's the um, end of the news roundup for the for the for the week, and um, we'll bring you more news from the labour movement next week. But we'll go to a couple of community announcements, and then we'll be back with uh, Berlin Guerrero from Bayan, Australia, giving us update on what's happening in the Philippines. A message from Victoria's community sector. I'm looking forward to not worrying that my patients are going to die of COVID to no one else being separated from their mum in aged care. I'm looking
0: forward to our wedding and having our family and friends from overseas here with us. I really want to see my mum. I'm looking forward to being able to welcome guests without a mask on. To having all the sports back to normal so that my family members can come and watch me play. I look forward to performing in front of a big crowd again.
1: So please, Get vaccinated. Please get vaccinated. Please get vaccinated.
0: Let's get back to the good things.
1: I ask you to get vaccinated.
0: For all of us. Please get vaccinated. A message from Victoria's community sector. A 3CR supporter.
1: You know, there's people, like you said, have been on casual for seven years, Well it's supposed to be casual employment, but people want full-time jobs, they don't want to be sitting there casual, not knowing they're going to get any any days, any leave, or what, whatsoever, especially you look at all the casuals in the, our industry at the moment, are sitting home, and people want full-time employment, and they, sh- they should be entitled to That's full-time right. employment.
0: And look at all the people who were used and abused as casuals in the aged care sector and all the problems that are facing people now and all the deaths that are following.
1: In the meatworks, a lot of that's casuals, labour hire, you know, you've got blokes travelling around, you know. We want full-time positions and, you know, that's... and people want it. We want to be full-time
0: employed. You want them to have your Christmas holidays. You want to have time with your family. But when you're a casual, you get none of that.
1: You are listening to 3CR Community Radio 855 AM on digital and online. 3CR Radical Radio. It's just uh, 18 past 9 o'clock and you're listening to 3CR Radio and it's Asia Pacific Currents brought to you every week by Australia, Asia Worker Links. We're having a bit of trouble um, getting to our guest Berlin, but we'll certainly keep trying. So we'll go to um, a short uh, music break and uh, sit back and listen to January Twenty Six by AB Original.
0: You can call it, you won't. No, it just don't mean a thing. Fuck that, honey. You can come and wave your flag, but it don't mean a thing to me. No, it just don't mean a thing. Fuck that, honey. You can call it what you want. take okay.
1: you know what, well, we can celebrate, but sure. well, we can come together, yeah. talk about the weather, call that Australia Day, I said how about March 8,
0: and we can do it on your nan's grave, we can piss up, piss on the face, <laughs> get rid up and burn out like Mark Skate, <laughs> the screaming love or the with, I got love more, it. reason to be a riff, you can believe it, or loot a constitutional, who's underneath it, yeah. turn that flag to a noose. put a cease to your breathing, I can't get on my whip, I get a ticket, I, I turn the other cheek, I get a knife on my back And I tell them it hurts, they say I overreact So fuck, fuck that, that. Fuck You that. can call it, but you will
1: Break the heretic. Anytime outside Jan 26, that's the day for them suckers doing that sucker shit. That's that land taking, flag waving attitude. Got the snoop captain Cook there to show you how to move. How you wanna raise a flag with a rifle? to make us wanna celebrate anything but survival. Nah, you watching telly for The Bachelor, but wouldn't read a book about a fuckload of massacres. I remember all the blood and martyrs. They remember 20 recipes for lambingtons. Yeah, their ancestors got to boat ride. Both minds saw them coming until they both died. Fuck celebrating days made of misery oh, yeah. Why I still got the black history And that turtle get you banned from the parliament If you ain't having a conversation, well then we starting it You can call it what you want
0: indigenous people in Australia and the Pacific have borne the brunt of nuclear testing. And this was not done unconsciously. We found documents in the British archives saying that, yes, there is uh, certain hazards, but only to primitive peoples, those that don't wear clothes and don't wash, unlike us British. So the sort of racism inherent in this whole operation was known and understood from the beginning that these were the casualties of a larger imperial policy and that they were able to bear the brunt because there were very small populations and didn't have much political voice, and as we fast forward to today, we see that same thing. 3CR, keeping you informed about Australia's nuclear past and present. At such a time, it's important to have a voice like 3CR, steady, constant, sane, and committed to a nuclear-free Australia.
1: It's just um, 23 past nine o'clock. We had some difficulties, but uh, we're very happy to have Berlín Guerrero on the phone, who is the chairperson of Bayern Australia. Good morning, uh, Berlín.
0: Good
1: morning everyone Good morning now we've only got about six minutes unfortunately, so we'll probably have to be bit quick but um let's uh let's start right from the the top now the the jostling for the presidential election ha- is becoming really interesting with lots of names lots of past names as well and um whether or not President Duterte is uh, really going to stand for vice president, can you give us a quick update uh, yes well he's
0: uh, president Rodrigo Duterte just accepted uh, the nomination of his party, which is PDP-Laban, as vice president. Um, and uh, I think he has a running mate, but uh, it's not definite yet. Yes, but but you know, um, all all this, uh, happening now are just uh, nominations and acceptances of candidacy. What will matter actually is when the filing of uh, candidacy begins at the Comelec. That is when we will see who will be really, uh, who will be seriously running. And even even uh, during the election campaign, actually, there would still be um, horse trading and um, aligning of forces. So we don't know. But the, the, the thing is why Duterte is interested in, in running is because he wants to be, uh, he wants to avoid Uh, the prosecution that might uh, occur um, with the ICC. uh, And and so there's a lot of, you know... Many people are interested in running because they consider now Duterte as the lame-duck candidate.
1: So I was going to ask you about the International uh, Crimes Court who's actually going to investigate President Duterte for mass murder, basically, because of, of uh, his murderous war on drugs campaign. Yeah. Uh, what effect has that had in the, in the Philippines, the fact that um, he's now been investigated? Uh,
0: yes. Uh, first of all, we really welcome the uh, authorization of the International Criminal Court uh, uh, pre-trial chamber to open an investigation in the Philippines. Um, That definitely is putting uh, Duterte on a very much uh, politically uh, defensive situation. And um, a lot of people uh, in the Philippines and also in the international community really believe that there's a gross violation of human rights in the Philippines amounting to um crimes against humanity and uh and, and for, for us that is a positive thing. And also um with becoming um regular uh report uh and investigation or hearing in the United Nations um high commission on human rights. Um the updated uh, reports of the Investigate Philippines uh, might push uh, United Nations to have a stronger or firmer uh, res- uh, resolve uh, about the human rights situation in the Philippines.
1: Mm-hmm. And. Um... Talking about the human rights uh, situation in the in the Philippines, obviously, um, the, the you know there's been a wave of repression of the last few years by under President Duterte. Now there's the COVID pandemic that has had both massive health, but also economic implications for the working class in the Philippines. Can you give us a a bit of a a scenario of of how um, unions and labour organisations are trying to fight back both from the health effects but the economic effects of the pandemic?
0: Well, um, well, first of all, the unemployment rate rose to 87, uh, uh, 8.7% in the country and that translates to about 4.14 million Filipinos without jobs amidst the worst health and economic crisis in uh, well, the in, in history of the Philippines. Um, there are also a lot of displaced uh, overseas Filipino workers who have been repatriated to their hometowns. Some are still waiting repatriation. And uh, uh, um, many still opted to stay where they are. and There's about 25,000 OSWs infected with COVID. Um, the, the effect is that uh, there are less jobs being offered, um, as uh, we can see from job sites or uh, websites. Uh, from 100,000 job offers daily, there's only about 44,000 job offers. And there's also a sharp uh, decline in the purchasing power of uh, their wages. Um, the nominal wage in the Philippines, which is 537 that's about fifteen dollars has now been eroded to about $12 uh, a day in real wage terms. Um, That's according to the Productivity Commission. And the cost of living has uh, risen uh, to um, supposed to be $36, but uh, the workers are only receiving half of this in their uh, daily wages.
1: So uh, you've really described quite a uh, horrific uh, situation, Berlin. And look, we've really only got um, thirty seconds to go. But look, yes. we'll probably bring you back in a couple of months to have a bit more of an in-depth uh, look and and see how it's going. So, just as a closing a remark, um, can you give us a bit of a clue of a guide of what the um, labour movements are, are doing to organise um, for for workers' health and conditions?
0: Uh, yes. Um, uh, the the workers are pushing for. Uh uh, um, uh, increase in the minimum wage and also 10,000 pesos for um, uh, help or relief package that should be given to all uh, in the uh, needy Filipinos. And at the same time, uh, unions are at, um, fighting for their rights to unionism because under pandemic their rights are being uh, attacked. Uh, union leaders are being killed, they're being put to jail. And they are being red tag and all of these things. So, but well, we have some pushbacks as well because uh, cases of illegal arrest and uh, issuance of uh, warrants have been quashed because uh, warrants used against activists are proven to be uh, based on false and
1: life yeah. so all right B- berlin big... we really sorry we've really got to go but like like i said we will we'll, um keep uh, this conversation going in maybe in the next couple of months and we'll uh, have you back for a longer longer time but thank you very much and yeah. uh, we wish to express our solidarity with all filipino workers thank you
0: very much Ke. no worries
1: thank you, thank you very much and uh, you were listening to Berlin Guerrero, who is the Bayern Australia chairperson. That's really the end of Australia, um, of Asia-Pacific Currents for this week. Keep listening to 3CR Radio. My name is Pierre Morrow, and I'm, I apologize for being a few seconds late, but keep listening to 3CR Radio and Palestine Remembered coming up straight after this.